For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to another edition of WRAL Triangle and Two. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, Luis Fernandez. Luis, loaded pod today, and I want to get right into it. You were in Durham Saturday, Cameron Indoor Stadium, and I want to go to the moment that everyone's talking about in college basketball this weekend when Blake Hinson steps up on the scorer's table in front of the Cameron Crazies. What was that moment like? Um... So I, it's, if you watch the broadcast, you see my like yellow hoodie I was wearing, like pop up at the very end of it in the corner I was filming. Um, and I mean, it, it was, it was wild. It is exactly what you would expect it. But like, that's, what's so cool about college basketball is when you get moments like that. Um, it, it actually reminds me a bit, like we got a really, really good college basketball last week in the triangle, especially right. Where you had like, um, you had uh, what's his name, DJ Horn, you know, flipping the double birds. You had, um, you know, Blake Kenson doing that after going seven of seven, like that's, it's okay. It's sports. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be over the top. Um, and it, it was, I mean, it was a huge moment. It was just really big. Um, the commentary from Duke afterwards, I, I felt was like, you know, they, they said what they needed to say, right. Which was, uh, John Shire saying, apologizing, apologizing to the fans, saying that's their fault. Stuff like that isn't supposed to happen. You know, you're supposed to defend home court, not give them the opportunity to do something like that because you beat them, right? Um, Kyle Filipowski said, hey, you know, it's like whenever someone plays in Cameron, it's like, you know, their Super Bowl. It's like their championship game. Um, you know, so those things happen. It's He said it was disrespectful, but it just reminds us that we have to defend our home court is what he said. And some people call that soft. I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, what else is he supposed to say, right? I think if something can be disrespectful without, like, like being bad, if that makes sense. What I, And what I mean by that, Mark, is that, that um, it, it is a disrespectful gesture, but it's not like he's saying, oh, he shouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? Sports is all – there's all kinds of moments of disrespect. And if you express that disrespect in sports, you have to earn – that disrespect and Blake Hinson went seven of seven from three tying an ACC record I believe for threes without make made threes without a miss it it was just he was unconscious it was crazy yeah the first time Pitt has beaten Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium since 1979 year two of John Shire coming off a year where in his first year undefeated at home at Cameron Indoor Stadium now with two losses after Saturday night's game. And just that image is what sticks out to me. And I know uh, a lot of the Dukes fans were, uh, they were giving their version of the horns down gesture. If you know what I mean, Lewis. Um, yes, I do. Uh, I do. We, we had to uh, find a creative way to try and blur the, the Cameron crazies uh, when we put the, the video up. On I don't wish that upon anyone. It's just like, Oh, I missed one right there in the corner. And it's like, hey, what do you do? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, 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 like I said, you know, it is what it is. Like that's what, that's what sports is. I think when you look at the game itself, um, 
you know, Duke dropped, I believe it was four or five spots in the AP poll, I want to say. Um, I've got that information in the notes, Lewis. UNC now up to number three. We'll get to the Tar yeah. Heels in just a second. But Duke now dropping to number 12 yeah, after they were the loss on Saturday. Before. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing is, I think it's all about context, right? No Jeremy Roach, no Mark Mitchell. Mark Mitchell, they've kind of gone back and forth with not having this year. He's had some lingering knee issues, um, the, the most recently the knee injury. Um, but the Jeremy Roach loss, that really hurts Duke um, because he's just, he is that guy when, when you are in need of a bucket, you give him the ball and say, Hey, go do it, go get it. Um, the way he's able to create in the mid range is really what is really good. I mean, he's, he's, I think they're leading score. No, Phil Powski's a leading score. I believe Roach is second, second and two and three. And yeah. I tried to warn you last week, Lewis, when we recorded on Wednesday of, Hey, keep an eye on the knee injuries for both players. I tried to warn you last week, and you could go pop on the tape where it's like maybe you could say I jinxed Duke. I'll take it, but I tried to tell you exactly what was going to happen. Fortunately for the Blue Devils, uh, Shire said that they are getting closer. There just wasn't enough time um, after the game on um, after the game on, su- on Saturday. Excuse me. He said that um, they just both hadn't had a chance to do five on five yet, and that was really what was keeping them. Um, off the court they play uh at louisville tomorrow night so we'll see how the blue devils rebound um because uh when you look at the actual game itself mark they didn't rebound super well they were minus seven in the rebounding differential um and it's just i mean Pitt was absolutely on fire uh they were 10 of 20 from three this is back-to-back games now that Duke has allowed a team to shoot 50% or better from three. Um, and both of those games, you had 10 or more threes made. They gave up, but they were, all, George Tech was 11 of 20 from three against them. And uh, Pitt was 10 of 20 from three against them. Um, so I, you know, the question is, I, what I want to see now from Duke is, is this the start of a new trend? Were those kind of just like some, you know, blips on the radar how is Duke going to improve their perimeter uh, defense? Because that's, I mean, you're not going to win many games when you don't have two of your best players. Uh, you uh, give up 50% or better from three and you don't out-rebound, you know, your, your opponent. I, it's, you got, you st- it's still early, right? You still have a, a month and a half or so before the postseason, but it's, it's starting to get to that point where you're like, all right, Duke, let's see if you can figure this out. Keep an eye on that. Lewis, final question on this game too. What are you, like a men's medium, men's large? Get you a uh, Blake Hinson jersey. I know you're a UNC guy. I, no, okay, first, capital J journalist. But no, first <laughs> off, I wish I was a men's medium. Are you kidding me, Mark? I'm, a, I'm an XL. Um, I'm, I'm an XL. But no, I, uh, I yeah, no, I, it's just, it was, it's wild. Because, well, Blake Hinson's also a, I think he's a, a super senior, I want to say. He's 24 mm. years old. Um, and so it's, there were a couple of times where you're watching and you see, you know, Jared McCain, um, you know, and Blake Hinson kind of going up against each other. You're like, man, this is like a, a freshman versus someone who, you know, has to worry about filing for health insurance, you know, separate from parents type thing sometimes. It's, it is, um, it, it's a little bit wild to see, but he just, he, him and the Panthers just, they played that get under your skin, you know, type cards so well. They were like the perfect balance of, villains who could back it up in that game it was exactly the energy you need when you play a camera 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to like music festivals a year or two from now when you'll get a UNC fan behind the enemy lines in Durham or maybe a North Carolina Duke game and you see a Hinson jersey out there from just a troll North Carolina fan. I can't wait for that day, Lewis. We if need to spend, move on. Though. If, you, if you spend money on a Blake Hinson jersey <laughs> for, for just solely for the purpose of trolling, that is we, we need to talk about how you spend your money. It's I petty. Know. It's That's petty. All right, UNC, speaking of the Tar Heels, hosting Wake Forest tonight. And the Tar Heels up to number three, Lewis, but it's a quick turnaround. Three games in what, a matter of six days. Are you worried yeah. about the trap game tonight at the Dean Doan in Chapel Hill? So I, I I don't know if I would necessarily call this a trap game because I think it's very much on UNC's radar, right? Wake Forest is playing very well. Um, I think they are, I want to say like 38 in right now in Ken Palm, they're 36. Um, they have a lot of talent. It's just a matter of, you know, putting it all together now, right? They're two and two in their last four. Um, but I think Wake Forest has the the potential to be a very good team. They've, they've shown out on some occasions. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily a trap, but I do think it's a difficult game for those reasons that you put out there. I mean, third game in six days, uh, you saw um, UNC, you know, hang. You saw UNC let Louisville come back in there a little bit uh, on what was that Wednesday? Um, so you know, it's it's going to be interesting for for Carolina, that's for sure. What are your initial vibes off of this game, Mark? I'm just curious to see how long the streak can go for. You know, and it's just like I'm looking at the schedule where it's like, where are the games you slip up now for tonight? Wake Forest has five double-digit scores, so it, that and then is playing a lot of games consecutively. Does that wear and tear, does that play a factor at any point? You're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home tonight. I'd imagine the Tar Heels win, but you know, I said this last week of does North Carolina and Duke go into the first battle of the Blues meeting? I believe that's on February the 3rd. It's the first uh, week February, or yeah, Saturday. February. First Saturday in February is how long can you carry the win streaks into Duke now has lost and they've fallen to the AP poll. But, you know, as you get closer and closer to number one with North Carolina, when you're the top dog, you're the top dog in the conference right now by two games heading into tonight's game, you're going to get everyone's best effort too. And what I mean by that is opponents are going to circle that on their calendar where you're going to be targeted. And we saw how North Carolina dealt with that last season compared mm -hmm. to where they're at this season. And this season, they're just playing a lot better basketball, and they're playing basketball that people are accustomed to that are Tar Heels fans. Yeah, it's it's going to be – so if, if we talk first Wake Forest, right, um, the one like conversation that I feel like keeps on coming up about uh, UNC is their defense and how much better they're playing defensively. Uh, on Ken Palm right now, I think they are the number four overall um, uh, adjusted defense, or they're number four overall in adjusted defensive efficiency. And it's this this three-point shooting defense streak that has been, you know, a, a little bit absurd for the Tar Heels. I'm, I'm going to run down, right? So they've, they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, you got seven, right. eight games in a row. And during that stretch, okay, the very first win in that stretch was against Oklahoma. They go 7 of 23 from the outside. Okay. Uh, 10 of 25. Pitt goes 10 of 25 from the outside. Okay. And then starting with Clemson, you've got 5 of 29 
NC State, one of 18. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Five of 29 of for Pittsburgh. Uh, NC State or Clemson, one of eight. Uh, Clemson, <laughs> NC State, one of 18. Golly, words are tough. Uh, Pittsburgh was five of 29. Um, you've got like Syracuse was uh, four of 19. Um, Louisville made eight of 18. Boston College, three of 17. And so you've got a lot of these. The, the three-point defense has been really, really good for UNC. The question that people are asking is, is that people aren't making shots or is that, you know, what UNC is specifically doing in terms of defensive rotations, in terms of closing out and things like that? What do you think We're, it is though, Lewis, if you're asking the question, if you had to pick one, I mean, you, you can't say oh, a little bit of both, but if you had to pick one side or the other, what would you pick? I think I want to say that their defense is just better overall. It is. Their defense yeah. is much better overall. I think the three point defense is legit. I don't know if it is this legit and what the litmus test is going to be is tonight because wake forest their top four scorers all shoot like at least 39 percent from three um they're one of the mm. best three-point shooting teams in the country i think their their three-point field goal percentage is 10th in the country i want to say hold on i just wrote it down they shoot from three um they shoot 39.3 percent as a team from three so it's really going to be tested uh, against the Demon Deacons. And so we're going to find out a lot about it tonight, I think. Not just that, but for Wake Forest this season. Year four of Steve Forbes, the head coach there. They haven't made the NCAA tournament under Forbes yet. So it's like, this is a big game where it's like, do you want to break that streak? Go on the road, beat number three, North Carolina in state. Big, big game tonight, Lewis. Um, any final thoughts? And then we'll get to some football action. I Just just that I think Wake Forest is going to come with haymakers in this game. Um, like you said, they need the signature win. They've been on the bubble with Steve Forbes a lot. Steve Forbes is a good coach, but they, they got to get over that hump. And they have a lot of talent, a lot of talents on this team. There are some interesting matchups with UNC. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be a good game. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. All right, Lewis, I got a fever, and the only prescription is more football. Down to four teams, AFC Championship, Chiefs, Ravens, NFC, 49ers, Lions. Who do you like to win the Super Bowl now that we're down to four teams, Lewis? I mean, I, I think it's not a unique thought. My favorite is Baltimore. Wow, and okay. I I think that, that – I, I don't think that that's a unique thought. You have – an all first team all pro quarterback and you have a uh number one scoring defense one of the best epa defenses 
here's here's a stat for you. I saw this in an ESPN article. Um, that, so I, I apologize for not giving the exact author, but it was from ESPN. Only three teams in the past for the NFL have had a first team All Pro and a number one scoring defense. Um, they are the the Ravens are the fourth team to do that since 1970. All three teams have won the Super Bowl. So Lamar Jackson is just he is. What was that that one quote? I like my quarterbacks to be more quarterbacky. He's very quarterbacky. He's very quarterbacky. Lamar Jackson is is proving to be one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, if you didn't know that before, that's you just don't know ball. Um, but uh, I, I think it's going to be so exciting to watch him and Patrick Mahomes uh, on the, uh, Sunday. Um, it's it's going to be a really good game. Um, but I just I think it's got to be the Ravens. Why is there is there someone else you're thinking, Mark? I think it's going to be 49ers and Chiefs, and I'll take the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Whoa! Yeah, it's just like the conspiracy theorist in me is like the NFL's got to get Taylor in the big game and all the cameras. And like, I don't know about you, but like it felt like Travis Kelsey was just showing off for his girlfriend in that Bills game last night. He Travis Kelsey was he needed that bat. The Chiefs needed that bat because he's been yeah. struggling a little bit this year. Two touchdowns that's, was a, it was good for him. That's the thing that made no sense watching that Bills game was like the Chiefs' offense has been bad this year. Like Mahomes has the most drops of any quarterback in the league, and it's like, listen, he can't throw the ball to himself. And the Bills, I mean. You had the fake punt where they're not able to convert, even though Kansas City only has 10 players on the field. McCole Hardman fumbles in the end zone. It's like the Bills had every opportunity. The kicker goes wide right, which was exactly like the Super Bowl back in the day, and it's like reliving history. What a tortured fan base for Buffalo. And it's like the analogy I'd make to you, Lewis, for people that like know no sports. Wide right in yesterday's playoff game, was like if the Boston Red Sox fans had to relive Bill Buckner 35 years later and they still hadn't won. Like, that's what we're talking about in terms of what happened in last night's game when the kicker misses a 44-yarder wide right. Jim Nance crushed that call, by the way. He, he yes. that, It was so good. It was so good. Um, yeah, no, I, think, I think so much of it was just the Bills' defense has been all season so hurt, so mm-hmm injured and that's what ended up happening that's that's what you know kind of came to came to pass for the bills was the chiefs were able to do what they wanted because that the defense was um limited and because patrick Mahomes is you know the best quarterback in the nfl but and that's because i i i I like that we're kind of you know crisscrossing a little here when it comes to who we think is the the best team right now because i will say this right as and, and you, you know, following the Steelers a lot, you understand this too. The Ravens defense is so good. It yeah. is so good. And the Chiefs defense is also so good. So it's going to be two really good. You're getting two high-level defenses and you're getting two high-level quarterbacks playing on the field at the same time in Baltimore. I think it's going to be huge. I, I say this though, the, the Chiefs defense, if there's one place to attack them, it is in the running game. Um, they are, I think, 26th in EPA on designed runs. Um, and so, you know, Baltimore has great balance. They can run the ball very well, whether it be with the running backs or whether it be with Lamar Jackson. Um, and I just, 
I, I, this to me just feels like the moment when the Ravens finally get over that hump with Lamar, get to the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes is a magician, but there's a big difference between doing what he did against the Bills and doing what he did against the Ravens. That's well said, Lewis. Where I'm at is this in a big game, do I trust Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Lamar? And that's where I'm like, fair, fair, fair. Every year, Mahomes has been a starter. The Chiefs have played in the AFC Championship. That is crazy. Like, he that can't, is like he can't the keep AFC, getting away with this. The AFC Championship is the Patrick Mahomes invitational, like yeah. straight up. And even if Tyler Bass had made the field goal, Two minutes left and two timeouts like, oh, Mahomes is going to go down and the Chiefs get the game-winning score and the Bills lose in even more heartbreaking fashion. And, oh, Mark, why do you say this? Well, just a year ago, he did it and he had 13 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. So he can't do it with, like, two minutes left. It's like and, – and I thought that this was the game for Buffalo. Joe Burrow's hurt. Oh. This is going to be their year. And it's like they, – They were one of the hottest teams going into the, uh, the playoffs. Like – if if there was going to be a year where this iteration of the Buffalo Bills was going to get over the hump and finally be Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, it felt like it was going to be that game last night, but it wasn't. But yeah, so the, I until Mahomes proves he can't do it, I, I'm not going against him. So I, it's like it's an oversimplification because, and I will concede, in yesterday's result didn't make any sense. I liked Buffalo in yesterday's game going in. But it's just like, I've seen this again. They flip the switch. And, and I'll say this too. Isaiah Pacheco just I was about to say the same thing. He He's, runs mad. He, I, uh, gosh, I think it was the, it was, it was the Chiefs game. Like one of the last Chiefs games of the regular season where he had like one of those long runs. And it, someone overlaid it with like cartoon running music. Cause he's got, he, he runs mad, but he also runs like kind of like a cartoon character. It's, it's so funny. It's such a very unique running style. And he's so good at it with like, when 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 the Chiefs needed to pick up a first down, and I was okay, okay, this is over because Isaiah Pacheco is not going to get tackled. And lo and behold, um, I, I will say this though: um, me going Ravens is less doubting Patrick Mahomes and more, you know, appreciating what Baltimore is doing right now. That's if you go through the overall. Right of work this season i get your argument lewis i do have to ask you about the nfc who do you like there yes um the, so the nfc is a little more of a it, it's interesting because i think that the 49ers will win because i just think that they are gonna the, the lions have been in some tight games um in the playoffs um obviously well but the 49ers only played one game so far and it was tight but i just feel like watching the lions all season there was more volatility you saw them go up and down a little bit more. Their style of play just led for closer games, whereas the 49ers have been like the model of efficiency and consistency. Um, so I think last time I checked the the line, and we're recording this on January 22nd, I think the line was like uh, uh, San Francisco minus seven. I don't know if that that's one of those things where I'm like, yes, but at the same time, I can very much see the lines making it closer because the defense is not the standard San Francisco defense that we're used to. They are good against the pass. Obviously they have a great pass rush, but they are susceptible to the running game. And when you've got Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery with the lions, I think that that's a great place to attack. Jared Goff has played well. The lions do play a lot differently on the road than they do in Detroit. That is, I think an important point. Um, and then if, 
If Debo Samuel does not play, I also think that is a huge, a huge, you know, red X on San Francisco. When they struggled midway through the season, the two players that were not playing were Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. And that is when they struggled the most. So you'll still have Trent Williams, but Debo brings a, the physicality. He brings an explosion um, to that offense that you know, Brandon Ayuk is having his best year, but it's just Debo brings a little bit extra oomph. But as long as, long as Christian McCaffrey keeps doing his thing, that's also hard to, hard to combat. Can you imagine if the Lions make it to the Super Bowl? Isn't it wild? <laughs> I I love it. If if it were up to me, it, if it were up to me, you would have like the the all the teams that have never won a Super Bowl. I just want to rattle them off one after one. Like after one. if if it could have been Lions and Bills, it would have just been like been great for the ratings. It wouldn't have been good, but just for like someone who's just like sees tortured fan bases I, year in and year out, like seeing the Lions home field advantage the last two weeks has been special because you're talking about okay, the last time they've hosted playoff games, last time they've won playoff games, they've won a playoff game for the first time in our lives, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. For the first time in the last like 30 plus years, I think it was 91. Yeah. We, neither of us were alive. No, no. That's, I I feel like, I feel like this bond of of big cat love, you know what I mean? Because the the I am a Bengals fan for those of you who do not know. Um, and so the Bengals essentially did this like, Two years ago and so it, it's so cool to see a team that has not had a lot of postseason success string it together have a magical run and kind of awaken that and i i think it's awesome to see i i will be rooting wholeheartedly for the detroit lions um but it's it'll all come down to can you stop christian mccaffrey can you run the ball well and you know can you force brock purdy into a negative game script situations where it's third and long when you know there are way they are down in the game and they're forced to pass a lot and the run isn't as effective or as important because that's not just with Brock Purdy that's just the Shanahan offense in general you put them in negative game scripts and it is a lot more difficult for them to do what they like the only problem is the 49ers are like the most efficient offense in the NFL this year so well good luck allow me to add one to your list too Lewis Yep. You can bite off more kneecaps than your opponent as well. What a what a legend. What what a Detroit legend Dan Campbell has turned into. I was okay. watching that press conference. I was like when he first when he first was introduced, I was like, oh man, I don't know about this guy, man. I don't know about this. But he's what what he's done and what Detroit in general, their general manager, what is, what has gone on, it's been it's a really fun thing to see. More than just a rah-rah coach, in all seriousness. Cannot wait for the conference championship games. And I'll say this, too. This is my final thought with the NFL yeah. playoffs before we sign off here. Just give us Chiefs and Bills every year in the playoffs. Just, just do it. Pencil that in. The two teams I know will play in the 2024 regular season, but come postseason, Mahomes and Allen. I'd love to see Allen just get one on Patrick Mahomes. It's almost like the modern-day Brady versus Manning, but that – the game always lives up to the bill every single time pencil it in, give that to us in the playoffs because yet again, we had a classic on Sunday. I, this is, this is my bias kicking in Mark. I don't, I just want to throw this out there. I don't think Mahomes and Allen is Brady Manning. I think it's a very good matchup. I don't think it's that. 
I think that you, if I, I would agree in that situation that Mahomes is the Brady, but you know, I also think you gotta, you gotta remember Joe Burrow. People are forgetting that the chiefs and the Bengals met uh, two years in a row in the AFC championship game, but I don't, well, look, just, look, if we could talk to Sundown mean, about this mean. too, but add CJ Stroud to that mix. Oh, if yeah. the chargers finally get it right with the head coach with Herbert, like we talked about this before the start of the season of, okay, what are the, Panthers are going to do at quarterback in the NFC. We talked about there's like the elite of the elite in terms of quarterbacks in the AFC compared to the NFC. But I, I mean, we've talked about this before. Lewis is my point. The, my, my very last thought, and this is one more kind of hot take. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is going to get his, he's already got, you know, two rings. He's probably going to get a couple more in his career at least. But when you look back on this generation of quarterbacks, especially in the AFC, I think you're going to have a lot of guys who would have won a lot more rings if they played in any other time frame because you're going to have a lot of quarterbacks i think we're just going to cannibalize at each other's mm-hmm. postseason success you're going to have one year Mahomes, you know will win it again i'm sure very soon and then you're going to have one year where allen finally breaks through and maybe the bills get it and then you're going to have one year when cj stroud upsets the party and then maybe trevor lawrence figures it out and then maybe joe burrow gets his and then maybe justin herbert and the chargers figure it like you're going to have a lot of just and that's not even including like you know the next iteration of quarterbacks that are coming into the league as these as this generation gets older arch manning arch manning enough no, don't even enough said don't even need to say anything else Lewis, this has been another edition of WRL Triangle 2. If you like this show, tap the subscribe button on the 99.9 The Fan YouTube page. Five stars and five stars only on Apple and Spotify. Lewis, always a lot of fun chopping it up with you. And enjoy the game tonight, UNC against Wake Forest. I'll sign off for the both of us. For Lewis Fernandez, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching WRL Triangle 2. the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.